So today it's time to get excited about statistics. No, no, really. As a small business owner, we're often reminded to learn about our ideal clients and research this with gusto until we have a perfect image in our minds as to who they are and what makes them tick. We normally gather this information from anecdotal experiences and networking and conversations with other small business owners or a mentor. But what if all this ideal information like location, business to business details, demographic, political persuasion, customs and habits, and social media use was already easily and freely available. Well, guess what? It is. There's a government department full of real boffins who are passionate about sharing this wealth of knowledge and when it comes to collecting, analysing and delivering this sort of data, they've made it accessible and useful to small business. And now they have a brand new website too. It's all there for the taking and today we welcome back John Shepherd, the General Manager of Industry Statistics Division at the Australian Bureau of Statistics to explain how and why we should tap into this gold mine of data. Welcome to Small Biz Matters with Alexi Boyd. Whether you're listening live on the community radio network or via podcast, here's the show where you learn from experts, be inspired by journeys and discover more about making your small business a success. I'm Alexi Boyd, broadcaster, advocate and small business owner. Let's meet today's guests. Welcome to the program, John. Good morning, Alexi. It's great to have you back on the show and I'm really intrigued to hear more about what's going on with the ABS, uh, what new developments you've got going on and how small business can tap into this. So let's start off by talking about um, the latest updates that have happened that small business might be interested in. Absolutely. Sounds good. I don't know how much of a boffin I am, but there are some very good boffins in the ABS putting this stuff together. Are they are they people who just love spreadsheets as a staff? Oh, they love spreadsheets. They love stats. They're very good at it. And um, yeah, some very clever people here doing this work. <laughs> Excellent. So what's happening with the, um, the latest updates that small business can access? Um, look, um, we're continuing, I think I spoke last time about our COVID-19 um, business survey, business impacts of COVID survey that we've been running um, during the pandemic. Um, that's a new survey that we started back in March um, when things, when we, I think Australia hit its 100th COVID case, which seems like an awful long time ago. Um, basically, we go out to about 2,000 businesses each month, which includes a good number of small businesses, um, and ask them a range of questions about their current um, conditions and also a bit about sentiments, so what sorts of things they're planning to, um, to do over the coming month as well. And is it, so, a, is um, it quite a detailed survey when you're out there asking the questions? Um, is, um, it, is it quite, does it delve quite deeply into how a business operates? It's not as long as some of our surveys and certainly doesn't ask as much detailed information about numbers um, of a business in terms of sales and all those sorts of things. That's more in our quarterly business indicators survey. But um, what we do, what we do ask is um, things, the last couple of surveys have asked about some of the modifications that have been in, put in place um, during COVID. Um, we've asked about um, um, teleworking, um, staff hours and whether they're expected to increase or decrease. Um, we've also asked about, um, in the latest survey, which was only out last week, the October one um, came out on Thursday, we asked about um, overall um, increases or decreases in revenue that were being experienced, things like cash on hand um, and addition, and whether or not the business had sort of sought additional funds through this period as well. Mm. Now, this sort of information is really crucial for policymakers, obviously, and also, obviously, the guys who are looking after us in, in, the, in the health services. Uh, but what about um, small business looking long term and looking at the trends and the patterns that might be of interest? 
No, absolutely. So um, certainly what we've seen is that um, small businesses have been hit harder um, through this period. So the ability to kind of keep an eye on um, what other businesses are experiencing. There is a bit of an industry breakdown um, that we're able to do as part of that survey, um, even though it's a relatively small sample. Um, and what that's shown over time, as I said, is that um, although small businesses have been more heavily impacted in terms of lost revenue and things like closures, um, they've been less able to, um, to make modifications in their business, I think, you know, partly because of the types of businesses small business owners tend to run. Mm. Um, and obviously we've seen greater hits um, and greater impacts on businesses in the accommodation and food, arts and recreation and retail um, kind of businesses that have been hit the most, and that's probably not a surprise to most people. Yeah, exactly. And especially like the retail in particular. We always hear about the retail surveys um, in the media with things that are coming out of ABS. Have you always specifically looked at retail or is it now a matter of looking at more sectors or is it just that the retail is the one that, that the news happens to pick up on? Um, retail trade has been a long-standing survey. It's always seen, I think my guys describe it as the canary in the coal mine um, as an analogy because it comes out each month um, and it basically gives a very, um, you know, near, not, not real-time but closer to real-time view of consumer sentiment and so what people are spending um, in the in the retail stores over time. Um, that retail trade survey has um, reduced in terms of household, the, how much it captures a household expenditure as people spend more on things like um, um, Netflix mm. and getting more goods in from overseas, et cetera, which we can't survey. Um, but certainly um, during COVID, again, we've been able to get our monthly retail trade survey out two weeks earlier. So we release a preliminary figure. Um, and the preliminary figure is generally pretty close to the final that comes out a couple of weeks later, but we are then able to release a whole lot more detail about the kind of things that are being purchased. Um, and that's in retail trade in particular has been pretty up and down, as, as most people know, over the last six months. It's If you look over the long-term series of retail trade, um, I know the, um, the guy that runs that team was saying the other day that it tends to, it used to tend to actually only move within a percentage point up or down, like very minor, and they used to kind of freak out if there was more than a 1% change in that series over a very long time <laughs> um, until we hit COVID. And then we've actually seen these kind of big jagged edges um, on the charts as it's jumped, you know, incredibly high and then through the panic buying kind of stage and then down as people kind of had everything they needed and then back up again. So, it's um, rather like an ECG, um, the current kind of view of that. So, but it does seem to be stabilising a little bit at the moment. Um, it's you know those those peaks and troughs are getting um, a bit smaller. Yeah. Um, but things are starting to pick up, particularly um, in all of the states except Victoria. So, um, Victoria is obviously you know with the announcements yesterday, uh, just about to start to come out of their lockdown period for retailers. So we hope to see some real recovery there as well. Yeah, it's a really great example, the canary in the coal mine. And when you look at retail, you obviously look at a, a large sector of the economy because that has a bit of a finger on the pulse of lots of different way that we spend money and therefore it can give a little bit of economic analysis as well. I want to do a quick shout out to Anthony and the team at Bite Me Bakehouse. Hi guys, thanks for my coffee this morning. Uh, but in particular, they're, they're listening in because they want to hear about how um, they can access the new website and what, say, a typical business owner could gather from that information when they're making decisions about it. So the best thing about the website when I checked it out was that it's really, it's kind of easier to digest. It's easier to navigate around and find out the information that you need. What else um, is really uh, positive for small businesses if they want to access statistics? 
Uh, look, I, you're right. I think it is really easy to navigate. There's some you get your headline kind of statistics, including our kind of record um, GDP figure from last quarter sitting up on the top of the screen. Um, you get down the left-hand side a list of the latest releases as well as future releases. So you can kind of, you know, go through there and actually see what's coming up in the coming week. And there's something just about every day, if not multiple things coming out. Uh, one area I always say is actually have a bit of explore by our data by region product, which allows you to have a look at a bit of a map view um, of our of our data that we hold. Mm. And so you can actually get down to kind of quite low area regions and see things like population and house in turnover um, and other details that we actually capture through the range of survey and other data that we collect. And is that, uh, when you say that it's broken down into a particular area, it's obviously quite granular, but does that show ch- pa- uh, patterns over time as well? Um, it tends to be in the data by region, I think, is just at a particular time. Um, and it's the latest point that we have data um, on that. But I know a lot of businesses use that to get a sense of the demographics of the area that they want to go into as a business. Yeah. Um, just to kind of get a sense of incomes and, and population and age brackets, you know, median ages and things like that as well. So. Um, and look, I do need to mention on the website, you can obviously get access to, to our new product, which I haven't really spoken about so much, um, again, which has come out through COVID, which is payroll jobs and wages series. Mm. And um, it's it's our weekly payroll jobs and it basically is built off single touch payroll data. I think I spoke a bit about that last time. We're getting that feed of data now from the ATO. Um, and we're getting that data out quite quickly. I think it's within about 17 days of the period. So it, at the moment, is is the most real-time indicator um, that, that's around about what's happening with jobs. And it, it, it's because it's such a huge data set. Mm. We've seen even more businesses start reporting STP during COVID because it's actually made it easier for them to claim some of the subsidies, et cetera. Um, and because it's so large, we're able to break that data down to quite a low level. And, and certainly the last release um, that came out actually broke, which was on last Thursday um, as well, it actually um, breaks down to um, small, medium and large business. So you can actually get a view of smaller businesses, um, which is defined there as um, less than 20 employees um, and how jobs are actually going across that sector yeah. um, as well. So which has been, again, they've been a bit harder hit than some of the others. Of course. And what are you getting, what's the feedback that you're getting from, say, small business associations or professional associations about how they use this data or what, what they're, they're finding? Is that is that helping them make, um, you know, feeding this information through to their members? Absolutely. And we're getting, yeah, we, that's um, a good point, Alexa. We're getting really regular contact, for example, from um, CPA Australia as one example, um, who are actually hanging out for our data as it comes out each day or each week. And they're... Um, they're pulling together a bit of a view for their members to give them a really good sense of actually what's happening um, across the economy and what's happening for business. Um, and we're getting really, really fabulous feedback um, from them and others who are using this data in more real time mm. to actually help their accountants and bookkeepers um, help their clients, you know, as, as, as they're kind of the front line of, you know, front line of support here. Yeah, because, I mean, them having that armed with that knowledge about perhaps being a little bit, um, do, do, helping doing some forecasting really. I mean, it's we, we do a lot of cash flow work with clients, but thinking about what happen, is happening in the future and being able to read these stats. I guess that's why it's so important that people make this almost a part of their research on a regular basis so they can become familiar with the patterns and the information that, that is relevant for their business over time. Would you agree? 
Oh, absolutely. And look, just back to the website navigation, if you um, look at a current release um, on the front page of the website and you click into it, um, you actually basically click in and then as when you go to the, it'll bring up the latest release. But on that same page, is, there's a um, tab that has previous releases. So you can just press on that and that'll bring up the list of previous releases, whether that's fortnightly or monthly or quarterly. And you can go through and make some of those comparisons. But obviously, the latest release also tends to, to show what's happening over time. Mm. And usually we would be trying to seasonally, we would be seasonally adjusting these figures because a lot of things are, you know, have seasonal patterns. Um, but because of the unique situation we're in, we've actually halted some of those seasonal um, patterns this year yeah. because there's nothing real seasonal about um, COVID. Um, unfortunately, it's actually been a, a big whack and, and hit over that such extended period. We're really just trying to, like everyone, make a bit of sense and understand what that's going to mean um, when we go to put these data out next year, how you'll compare. Um, it's certainly very difficult to compare this year to last year on just about anything. And not only comparing year on year or, or period on period, but actually thinking about this in the future. We all talk about the last time business went through such an upheaval with the GFC. We're going to be speaking about this time through COVID, how we went through a business upheaval. And I guess with all these statistics and information, we'll be able to use this data in the future to better handle a, a crisis like this if it, if it were to occur again. Absolutely, and that's kind of the importance still of our kind of bed, what I'd call our bedrock statistics, like things like our unemployment rate data, which has been kept constant in terms of definitions and things um, over a very long period of time, like GDP. Um, although GDP comes out quarterly and there's some lag to that coming out, it is critical in those those bedrock statistics are maintained to be able to make those longer term you know trends you know as you see what happens over time and as you said when you come back and compare people would be very interested even though GDP um, obviously feels a bit lagged at the moment because the things are moving so quickly mm. when we come back next year and the year after to see how the economy is recovering things like unemployment the unemployment number, the GDP number, and, and as some other things like average weekly earnings, they will ne- that will be really important in tracking how we've recovered over that period. Indeed. Look, we're going to take a quick break here on Small Biz Matters on Triple H 100.1 FM. And when we come back, we're going to speak with John Shepherd a little bit more about upcoming developments that are in the pipeline to help small business. You're listening to Triple H 100.1 FM. We'll be back after this. This episode of Small Biz Matters is proudly sponsored by the Australian Small Business and Family Enterprise Ombudsman's Office. Led by Kate Carnell since its establishment only four years ago, Aspifio has provided education, advocacy and support, including free assistance if a small business is involved in a dispute. The office also provides assistance for disputes that fall under the franchising, dairy, horticultural and oil industry codes. Kate Carnell, as an independent advocate for small business owners, has the legislative power to influence our nation's lawmakers, ensuring legislation and regulations are put in place to help small businesses grow and in these times, survive. Small businesses are the engine room of the economy and it's Aspifio's role to do all they can to ensure they have the freedom to innovate, employ and thrive well into the future. So today we're speaking to John Shepherd from the Australian Bureau of Statistics. He's one of their general managers who looks after all of the information that we can now access as small business owners. And just before the break, we were talking about the new website, how to break it down, how to access it and uh, what's happening there. So, John, what I'm interested about is the way that 
the different government agencies are starting to collaborate and work together with data to make it more powerful. So you mentioned single touch payroll information, wages, jobs that comes out of that in more real time data. In what other ways are you working with other agencies to gather more information? Um, look, so there has been probably unprecedented um, collaboration across government agencies and certainly um, the tax information is kind of, for a lot of statistical organisations, is, is is really, really good source of data. Um, we also get data from the um, Australian Business Register, which of course sits within the tax office, but is a kind of separate um, part of the tax office there, to about which is the kind of record of truth of businesses in Australia in terms of who we go to sample. Um, and increasingly we're working with, um, and we work very closely with agencies like the Department of Agriculture, Water, um, etc. as well as part of things like our, um, we do the Ag Census next year. There's not just the population census, but there's also an Ag Census. So um, we're working with a range, quite a range of agencies, all trying to provide the best information to government um, to actually support, you know, getting getting support and help to the right areas. And, and I do believe the Prime, I understand the Prime Minister um, loves data and um, is actually, you know, and also likes maps and things. So um, we're actually working, you know, with other agencies to provide the kind of views and things that the government needs um, and other agencies need to be able to do the best support they can um, for businesses. When you say ag survey, are you talking like head of cattle and the type of um, produce? All of that exciting stuff. <laughs> and as a shepherd, I'm pretty, pretty excited about the ag survey, so counting sheep um, <laughs> and all of those sorts of things and products. So, you know, an increasingly, it always has been that increasingly important industry in Australia, um, mm. the ag sector. So um, every year we do an um, annual survey um, of production and then we do a, a census of all farmers, all those producing ag products um, every five years um, in line um, with the population census. So That's really interesting. Um, and again, another set of data that small businesses might be interested in unpacking over time to see how that might affect your small business as well. Um, and of course, when you're gathering all this information from the different agencies, what sort of reassurance can you give people who might be concerned about their data um, being accessed or, or being compromised? How do you keep, keep it safe and aggregated? Um, with the best kind of security protocols and things in place. So I'm very conscious that ABS is a highly trusted organisation and um, we're very, very careful to make sure that we actually data is passed securely when we receive data from other agencies um, and then stored and accessed um, with, you know, really clear security protocols and things um, mm. and technology. So um, that's, that's something that we don't compromise on. Um, and continuing to actually up the ante about really as um, things like the cyber environment gets, you know, tougher, I think, um, as we kind of continue to hear. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Now, you've got a number of um, pretty big surveys coming up. In what way can small business support the ABS or be part of this information? Um, is there ways that we can almost nominate ourselves to, um, to be part of the survey process? How does that even work? Is it compulsory? Um, it is compulsory. Um, there are, if you do get a um, survey, we tend to not survey a huge amount of small businesses. We're quite mindful already um, of of the burden um, for busy small business owners who have a whole lot of um, reporting that they have to do and things for tax office and things for other government agencies, including state government. So um, we're always looking at ways to actually reduce that burden. So firstly, we don't go out to a lot of small businesses, but if you do get contacted by the ADS to do a survey, it is compulsory. You do need to do it unless you've got a really good reason to come back to us and ask to be let out of that. Um, and that's kind of really an exception that that actually occurs. Um, but while, while we're on that subject, we are looking at 
um, had, we're actually looking at some projects actually to look at how we can reduce the burden on business of reporting to the ABS. Um, and we've got a couple of projects that we're doing in particular. Um, and you, you mentioned that collaboration across um, the public service and across agencies. Um, firstly, we're looking at how can we use the data we already collect to reduce some of the surveys that some other agencies may be doing. So um, businesses may be getting surveys from other organisations and this might have been prior to things like single touch payroll. Mm. And so there could be surveys about wages and employee information that we already have. So we are looking at how we can use the information we collect to provide that to those agencies and reduce that survey burden. Um, the other one we're actually exploring, um, which will be of interest to small businesses, how, we, how can we do more like STP, which, you know, as people know, STP is about reporting from your software um, to the tax office. Um, we are going to explore how we could actually um, make, it, and make it an option for small business who get a survey to say, instead of doing the survey, um, you could send us um, data from your accounting software your business accounting software, and we've seen increasing numbers of small businesses take up accounting software. So um, we will look at that, and that would um, possibly then enable a business to opt in, even if they didn't get a survey but would like to provide their data. Um, we're, we're very keen. Obviously, the more data we get, the more we can release, and the lower level we can break that down to, which becomes more helpful. So um, we are exploring with businesses and talking to businesses and accounts and bookkeepers and some software developers about how we could actually do that, what might be an incentive for a business to report voluntarily to the ABS um, their data, including what sort of data they might like to get back that would be helpful for their business. So that's some upcoming work um, that we've just started, um, all aimed at actually reducing the burden on business of reporting to government. And there's a pretty big um, deregulation agenda that the government has um, and very keen to look at ways to, obviously, as part of recovery as well, to um, kind of get out of the way of small business and allow them to actually um, be able to get on and, and rebuild um, their business basically without having to worry as much about what they've got to report to us. Mm. If you've just joined us, you're listening to John Shepherd here, who's from the Australian Bureau of Statistics, talking us through all the developments they've done, the ways in which they work with other agencies and their new website that is particularly friendly to small business who might be interested in unpacking some statistics if they're in a growth phase or in a, even if they're in a, um, a, a you know a down, downward turn and they're looking at, at bringing things back up again. There's, there's lots of really great information there, not just about your business, but about adjoining and accompanying um, business statistics as well. John, I wanted to ask you, we hear a lot of surveys, not just by ABS, but by professional associations or by business groups at the national or state level. I'm just wondering, do you um, gather that information as well and feed it into the ABS statistics or do they kind of work side by side? Uh, they tend to work side by side. So um, what we are, as I said, increasingly doing is looking to existing data sources. That, you know, the tax office, um, we have been doing some work with the major banks um, to look at transaction data and explore whether we can make you know, valuable statistics from that. But we don't tend, or actually we don't, um, usually rely on surveys from other organisations. Um, in some cases, those surveys are fairly small samples. They might not be you know, statistically relevant um, in terms of the start, the data we put out, ABS um, statistics come with a with a certain degree of integrity um, and rigor, which people trust. So you know it would be very difficult for us to rely on a collection that's done by someone else. Mm-hmm. We tend to look to rather than that to complement and work with others. Um, but if others are doing um, surveys, they would put that data out, and you see a lot of that kind of data in the media. 
often it's it can it can actually come out quite quickly as well and be quite relevant but it's often built on um, a lot smaller population than some of our kind of major surveys are yeah, so trust the ABS basically is the um, is the is the main takeaway from that. But I, I suppose that's really important because we, as a society, need to be able to trust those statistics for policy and for driving um, forward forward change when it comes to government decisions. Absolutely, and they, what was that saying? Damn lies and statistics. Um, <laughs> you see, so it depends on how you can swing certain data at certain times. You can kind of make um, with the um, um, scale on a graph changing. You can certainly make. Um, things look in a certain way as well so um, we tend to not do that so much. I've got a new tagline for you the ABS, the one true source of truth. No, the one source of the truth, I'll forget it Um, (laughs) it was in my head a minute ago now where can people find out about the ABS and all the good work that you're doing to help small business out? Um, Look one of the things I always suggest to people particularly busy small business owners is follow our um, social media pages we've actually got a Facebook page an Instagram page, a Twitter feed um, and Instagram, and people actually quite report quite favourably on all of those. But if you haven't got much time, we tend to put a lot of infographics out on Instagram. So follow the ABS there. There's, that's a really nice entree to say, hey, there's something I'm interested in. You can then go from there to the ABS page to have a look at the more detail if you want to. But if, if you're busy and you're looking for a way just to keep abreast of what some of the key data is that's coming out and like things um, in an infographic in a kind of picture way, if you're a picture sort of person, um, I recommend Instagram, but certainly any of those other channels follow the ABS. And, of course, as you've mentioned, um, the ABS website, you can subscribe to the ABS website to the particular collections and things you're most interested in. So when they come out, um, you basically will get an alert to say, hey, there's you can email or something to say um, there's something of interest that you've been waiting on, and then you can jump in and have a look at the website. So. Fantastic. And I know that there's a handy calendar that also gives you like um, statistical releases that are coming out. So if it's something really important that you could diarise to check that out when as soon as it comes out. Absolutely. No, no, that's, that's a good point as well. The calendar's great. Fantastic. Look, thank you so much again for joining us, John. I'm looking forward to the next time you're on the show. Give us another update on the ABS and what's going on and we can dive into some more statistics and see how everything is recovering now that we're on the road to recovery. Let me also just do a quick shout out to everyone who lives in Victoria at all. Thank you so much for doing the heavy lifting for the rest of the country and keeping us safe. <laughs> uh, absolutely. I um, really feel for a lot of staff in Victoria as well and, and I know they've you know, been through a really tough time so it was pleasing to see um, the announcements yesterday of some lifting of those restrictions and, and I think a lot of people are looking forward to, to getting out, you know, at least even in small numbers. Um, I think that makes such a shift. Indeed, we're doing really well. Look, thank you so much uh, for joining us today here on Small Biz Matters. That's been John Shepherd from the Australian Bureau of Statistics. If you've missed any of today's program, you can, of course, catch up via iTunes, Spotify, wherever you ingest your podcasts all about small business education. And there are over 180 to listen to at your leisure and learn from. I've been Alexi Boyd with Small Biz Matters. Please join me next week with another fantastic guest and we'll see you all then. This week's episode was proudly broadcast from Triple H Studios in Sydney, Australia and sponsored by the Office of the Australian Small Business and Family Enterprise Ombudsman. If you've enjoyed listening, go ahead and give us some thank you stars on your podcasting platform. It would be much appreciated. Then head to the Small Biz Matters website where you can listen to over 170 episodes, read more about our speakers and find out how to become a media partner. See you all next time. 